Hello, this is Doug McPherson of Size 10.5 Boots welcoming you to the latest edition of the Coffee Cast. And if you were listening a couple of weeks ago, we used a sporting analogy to talk about business development coaching. That sporting analogy was football. Today is slightly different. Um, and I'm going to ask my guest, Anna Maloney, to obviously say hello, but then explain where we are, what we've been watching, and how we're going to use what we've been watching to talk about effective communication and how effective communication can change outcomes and performance levels. Over to you. Thanks very much. Um, yes, yeah, so I'm Anna Maloney. I'm a patent attorney and also the Senior Independent Director of Bowls England, which is the national governing body for flat green outdoor bowls. And we're at Victoria Park today in Leamington Spa, which is the venue for the Commonwealth Games Lawn Bowls events in uh, August. And we're here today watching a Three Nations test event between England, Scotland and Jersey. And it's one of the prep events for the, for the teams getting ready for the Commonwealth Games. So we've just been watching a triples match and talking about how the, the team roles, the team dynamics and the team communication is critical to achieve the outcome, the, the result in this case. And yeah, we we're going to then discuss about how that flips across into business development well business development and i think just your work in life in general and i know that when we were when we were talking during the match it kind of the way that you explained it 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 kind of breaks down into before during and after yeah which to me is the three stages of pretty much anything that you do in life never mind at work so do you want to tell us what was going on before and you know how people communicated what the plan was and more importantly, how they got people bought into that plan. Uh, okay, so there was a, a triples match um, going on on a green where there are various other matches. So before the match starts, the team manager will have, have had a, a chat to the team about what the result is that they're wanting to achieve, talking about how the green's playing, what the weather conditions are possibly a bit about the other side. Obviously, England and Scotland play each other fairly regularly, but these particular sets of three players won't have played each other necessarily. So the team will have had a plan um, of tactics of how they're going to approach the game in terms of what length uh, jack, um, what kind of shots to play, you know, what they might do if things start going wrong. Um, so, so that's generally how you would you would start the 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 match, but kind of preceding that, everybody within the team knows and agrees what their role is. So, in a triples team, you have three players, as you would expect from the name. Um, the lead, who's the first person who plays first, and you've got the two, and then you've got the skip. And we were just watching a, a team where the skip was John McGuinness who is the England High Performance uh, Director for the Commonwealth Games squad. Um, he wasn't supposed to be playing, but he got pulled in uh, at the last minute. But he's a very experienced bowler, um, has won medals in the, the Commonwealth Games, previously won multiple national championships, um, very experienced skip. So it was really, it was unfortunate in one respect, but it was really quite good for us to watch it because he's such an experienced skip and so good at communicating. And we'll come on to some of the um, 
the techniques, the communication techniques that I witnessed. But just before we move on to that, I'm really interested to hear what you said about people being told what their expected contribution was. Yeah. Because I think this is somewhere, without getting myself in any hot water, somewhere where the professional services can let themselves down. It's, this is what we need to do, you're doing it. Whereas what I've seen today is people getting in a huddle, actually talking things through mm. properly, maybe talking about the why yeah. as much as the what, and telling people, right, this is your bit, this is your bit, this is your bit. So one of the um, probably most exaggerated examples I can use is should a firm turn up to deliver a pitch and they look like it's the first time they've stood together, they might have met each other in the car park before, whereas what I saw today was two groups of three who obviously knew each other inside out yeah. but were more than willing to build on that. Absolutely, and, and the best teams um, on a, in a Bulls perspective um, are experienced in playing each other, uh, with each other. It's partly to do with the communication, but it's also understanding everybody's skills and exactly how each other plays, how everybody needs to be communicated with. So um, each, each person within the team has a, a defined role. So, so Harry... Um, at lead, his his job is to, to decide where they're putting the mat and deliver the jack to where the team has agreed. You know which which length of jack they want to play. It can be anywhere between twenty three and twenty nine meters. And and his job then is to get his two balls because they've got two balls each. His two balls as close as possible to the jack. It's quite simple for for the lead balls in the head. That's a good start. The two, their job then depends on what the lead did but generally their job is to get another bowl in the head uh, get the shot if we've not got the shot or add another if, if we are holding and then the skips job is they're the key decision maker so whilst we'll get onto the the discussions um, and the rest of the team contributing ultimately this is the skip who makes the, the call on, on what the shots are going to be um, and so john's john's role Again, if, if we're not holding the shot, try and get the shot. Um, or if, uh, otherwise, you know, try and get a shot in so that you're cutting down how many you might um, be losing to the other side. Uh, so, yeah, everybody's within a, a triple. Everybody knows what their, their job is before they start. And then it gets tweaked as you, as you go along at, with each end. Each end is kind of a mini contest. Yes. And to use... A phrase that you used, um, Anna, when we were when we were talking, the psychology of words, and it's what words you use, yeah. and what I've seen today is massive encouragement. It's yes. every effort to praise rather than criticise, to keep people with you. To me, that's the absolute crux of effective communication. That's the way you communicate to get the best possible outcomes. It is absolutely the the way you get the best performance out of a team on the bulls um, green is is encouragement. Nobody's ever going to play better for you telling them that they're playing badly. So it's all about keeping the, the player's confidence up. And as a skip, that's an important part of your role, as well as the decision-making and the communication. But, you know, it's everybody within the team's role to keep everybody else's 
confidence up. So as you will have seen, it's not just John saying well done. You know, the two will be you know congratulating Harry, and they're all they're all kind of high five and low five in each other when there's a, a good shot. So it's that that whole kind of keeping the energy up, keeping everybody's belief and and confidence going. And I think with a a business development hat on, there's two things that jump out at me there. One was. If things didn't quite go to plan, you're absolutely right. Nobody's using negative language. Everybody's like, don't worry, let's go, next one, all of this kind of thing. And I think that's that's a really important lesson to learn. People were willing to jump in. Right, so it didn't quite work for you, but I'm going to jump in now and I'm going to help. And, yeah. you know, you do see instances where people might corpse or dry up in a, even in the most informal pitch situation that's when you need to jump in. That's where the communication is about filling in the gaps rather than talking over someone. The other thing that really jumped out at me um, was that level of encouragement is what's required afterwards when you're having the debrief. Like you say, there's no... People know if they've had a shocker. Yeah. What we're talking about with business development, informal pitches, formal pitches, presentations, what you might be doing it's not the job that a lawyer a patent attorney a barrister uh, accountant's gone in to do so unless you're willing to be encouraging and supportive mm, in yeah. the way that you communicate it's going to have the reverse effect to the one you want pick on the positives exaggerate the positives and just keep people's confidence up very much so because particularly in the business development scenario where it's not your key role people are doing something that they're not necessarily as comfortable doing as sitting at their desk doing yes. the client work. So anything that can kind of encourage and build their confidence as you're going, that's great. But people will be particularly sensitive to any negative criticism because they're already not particularly sure. Comfortable. That exactly. They're not comfortable that they're you know, absolutely where they ought to be. Um. So in in the kind of the, the the bulls scenario, these guys are really experienced. They're completely comfortable with what their role is. But but you're right. In in the in the BD setting, people are generally out of out of their comfort zone. And I noticed, and this is completely off kilter, but I noticed it's not just the people they're encouraging. They were shouting at the bowls <laughs> as well, which I have to say something that I find myself doing during a football match from my position. I've got a physics degree. <laughs> it's like no there's nothing going to happen the ball's already on its way but you can't help yourself you just want that Yuri Geller moment don't you where you get the the switch at the last minute but it was it was just interesting to see people screaming at the balls yeah I did it myself telling them to hurry up that was hurry hurry get up you know solid jack you know it makes for a great atmosphere but it but it also keeps the energy up on on the rink you know and Maybe perhaps more back on uh, back on topic. Um, one of the things that I saw was when things weren't going quite to plan, they brought in a huddle. Yes. At the other, well, it was only the other end to where you and I were sitting. It was it, it was the end that they were in, and with business development, as with everything in life, sometimes it doesn't work out the mm. way that you've planned, the way that you've discussed, the way that you want it to. And I think you've you've really got to display that fleet of foot, whatever you're doing. And and don't be afraid to just just take a little time out doing what you're doing. Yeah. And have that huddle, 
and and remember that everybody within the team has experience and valuable contributions. So, for example, on on the bowling rink, although John's the skip and he makes a decision, the other two. You know, experienced bowlers yes. will be asked for what they think and they'll, they'll you know, discuss the pros and cons of this shot versus that shot and then John will make a decision or they'll, they'll come to a decision together that this is how we move forward from here every, every shot every end is a little problem to be solved it's one of the reasons why I like bowls so much to yes. be honest and if I'm I don't want to paraphrase you or put words into your mouth, but what you're saying is that the lead shouldn't be the ultimate leader. You, you're flanked by experience. You're flanked by different perspectives. Actually talking it through, again, is going to get you a better outcome Yeah. because it's a cumulative effect of all that experience. That's right. I mean, it, it almost brings you then into the, sort of the, the role of the, the non-exec and the benefit of having somebody else's view on, on the position because... They'll always some, see something different than you're seeing. Yes. And that's a, a really valuable resource to have when, when you're in the middle of you know, a pitch or, or a match. Yes. And but, I, I know it's different, difficult sometimes if you're, I don't know, having lunch with somebody or having a coffee with somebody, you know, where it's a really finite environment just to change tack completely and hang on we just need five minutes yeah we're going to replan and come back to you that's obviously that's that's not really an option yeah but there's this sort of the there's the alternative isn't there of well coming back to the, the bowling thing so so say harry as lead um you know his balls are a bit a bit wide he's 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 not on it for this end and and scotland have got to say well the job of the two is like don't worry mate i'm here it's it's my job to get the shot if you haven't. Yes. You know, and if you have got the shot, it's my job to to add something else in. So it's everybody's there to support and to step in if the person who's currently kind of under the spotlight isn't necessarily firing on full all cylinders. And I think that brings it's not really on the effective communication side, but it definitely is on the best practice side. If you get on with people in your business, they're the people to travel with. They're the people to go to events with because over time, you'll naturally be able to fill in for each other. Mm. And the more you do it together, the more you understand each other's strengths, potential exactly. weaknesses. You build your relationships as a team. So, so the England team out there, I mean, they've been doing a, a lot of training camps and so on, as you can imagine. Um, but a lot of it is in the, the sports psychology side of thing and, and just getting to know each other. So, I mean, as you said earlier, you can't just rock up with the three of you never really having worked together or spent much time together no. and expect to, to, to pull off a, a top quality pitch. But I think that, that confidence to take a step back and try something different, um, I think is an important lesson when you've got a slightly longer lead time. So, for example, if you're running a presentation and the invite take-up hasn't been fantastic. Maybe it's the language or the imagery in the invite. Maybe the list is wrong. Maybe the approach is wrong. Don't be afraid to try different things. Yeah. Because I, I do, and you know, my line that I've shamelessly stolen from Clint Eastwood is adapt, improvise, overcome. But Anna, you had a slightly uh, long, longer and probably more effective answer to that uh, it's just a british army one of you know you know assess decide move on reassess decide move on I mean, that, that's kind of what you have to do in a 
in a bowls match is you assess you assess the head the situation you make a decision you play that shot the head's changed you reassess you re you make the next decision you play the shot you move on you know if, if, as i said before everything is one little problem and then you move on to the next little problem so talking about moving on what about after the match how does the communication work there after the match um they'll have a a bit of a, a chat probably about about how it went um and they'll all be expected to do some self reflection thinking about how they 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 felt about their performance what they thought they did well what they might need to to work on individually and as a team uh, so that's kind of that reflect plan perform reflect yes. plan perform cycle which is well known within sports psychology but actually is equally applicable to BD you know so you had a meeting with somebody it was a coffee meeting how did it go how did you perform how was the conversation did you get what you needed out of it what do you need to do differently next time what worked really well same with the presentation yes but it's it's to keep that language positive keep it constructive yeah don't don't beat yourself up we can't be perfect nobody can be perfect um, I told you my 80% is good enough mantra. <laughs> um, but seriously, you, you're you never going to achieve perfection. So accept that. Um, give yourself a break and work out the three things that, that you maybe need to improve for next time. And talking of three things, regular listeners know we like to end with three top tips. What are the three things... The three best lessons about communicating effectively that you've learnt from the bowls rink? I think clarity of communication, that absolute clarity of what shot it is that your skip or you know, if, if your skip the other members of the team want you to play. Because if you're not a hundred percent clear, you're probably not going to play it. So absolute clarity of, of purpose of what, what you need to do. The importance of the exact words that you use when asking somebody to do something. Um, I've realised over probably the last 18 months or so quite what an impact that can have on what somebody does. So so say we were watching and, and um, somebody delivers a ball that's a, a yard short. Some skips will say, you're short, be up next time. And you can guarantee that the next ball will be a couple of yards through or in the ditch. Be up. Rather than, that's okay, no, just draw one in round here, just round the back. Much more likely. Or, need you to get the shot. Oh, they'll be, you know, all over the place. Just, just, getting, past, just getting past these balls. Keep it low-key, keep it specific. Um, and so, third thing. The importance of knowing your team it's not enough just to rock up and play together you really need to have bonded and understand each other's strengths and, and trust weaknesses. each other exactly trust is so important you've got to believe in your skips ability skips got to believe that the other players can play their shots that's fantastic honestly if you'd have told me a couple of weeks ago that i'd end up on a friday in leamington spa watching england play scotland at bowls um i probably wouldn't have believed you but and on the other side of the coin, I think that most people who know me know that I can bend pretty much anything to uh, business development. But again, never thought it would be bowls. But I've thoroughly enjoyed myself. And I think you've made some superb points, which are equally as applicable to life, work and the bowls, Rink. Well, thanks very much. And if I 
could just give a plug for the Commonwealth Games. Hundred percent. You've just bought me a cup of tea. You can you can give you can give the longest plug you want. I know we should be having coffee. But, <laughs> uh, yeah. So the Commonwealth Games start on the thirty first of July. They run till the middle of August. The Long Bowls events are here in Leamington Spa. There's still tickets available. Come and watch. There's going to be top quality bowlers from all over the Commonwealth. Um, England versus Scotland. Who doesn't love that? England versus the Aussies. You know, there's going to be some <laughs> some excellent matches going on. <laughs> what can I say? Anna, as always, thanks very much for joining us. You're very welcome. And that's it from this edition of the Coffee Cast. Remember to like us and share us because it really does help with the uh, the Apple algorithms. And if you want any more BD tips, please help yourself at tenandahalf.co.uk forward slash resources. And if you'd like to be a guest on the Coffee Cast and see what you can come up with that we can bend to a BD agenda um, or you'd like us to cover any particular topics in upcoming episodes then the email address is douglas at ten and a half all in letters dot co dot uk but until the next time cheerio, cheerio.